Welcome to the Life Church Sermon Podcast. We're a church based in North Dallas with a desire to help people love God, love people, and make a difference. We hope you enjoy today's sermon. I'm reading uh, from the book of Proverbs, the 11th chapter, and verse 24 and 25. It's going to be on the screen if you want to follow along, if you've got a Bible or a Bible app that you want to open, that's fine as well. Bibles are indeed welcome here. Amen. <coughs> Proverbs, excuse me for that. Proverbs 11, 24 says, There is one who scatters, yet increases more. And there is one who withholds more than is right. But that leads to poverty. Verse 25 says, the generous soul will be made rich, and he who waters will also be watered himself. I want to talk to you just for a few minutes, kind of more of a devotional thought here, but I want to talk to you about a tale of two seas, a tale of two seas. God bless you. You can be seated. If you know anything about the Holy Land, if you know anything about uh, the nation of Israel, the land mass that is Israel, then you likely are familiar with the fact that Israel has two seas. The most famous of these two seas is known uh, by the name of the Sea of Galilee. And you probably, if you went to Sunday school as a kid, grew up hearing Bible stories that occurred on the Sea of Galilee or situated by the Sea of Galilee. So that's, that's one of the seas. The Sea of Galilee re- receives its water uh, on its northern end, and it is watered from the Jordan River, which is, of course, the famous river there in the land of Israel. And so the Jordan River flows into the Sea of Galilee on the north and then on the southern end. That's where you will find water flowing out of the Sea of Galilee and where it again becomes the Jordan River. So on the north, it's the Jordan River that flows in to the Sea of Galilee. And on the south, it's the Jordan River that flows out of the Sea of Galilee. And then that Jordan River just makes its way down through what is known as the Jordan Valley. So that's, that's one of the two Seas, but the other sea is often called the Sea of Salt. It's called the Sea of Death. It's also known by its rightful name, the Dead Sea. The Sea of Galilee, and then the Dead Sea. And the reason that the Dead Sea is called what it is, is because virtually nothing can live there. No life can be sustained within the Dead Sea. Due to the high salinity rate, there are no fish that swim in the waters of the Dead Sea. Even though the Dead Sea is larger than the Sea of Galilee, there is no life there. There is no animal life there. Due to the concentration of minerals in this body of water, there is no vegetation that grows 
on, on, on the floor of the Dead Sea or within the Dead Sea. As a matter of fact, the density of salt and minerals literally prevent any form of life from existing or growing in the Dead Sea. But here's an interesting fact. The Dead Sea gets its water from the Jordan River as well. So in essence, we have two seas that get their water from the same exact source. They have the same water that flow into them. But one sea produces life and the other is known for death. The difference is not that the Dead Sea only has an opening on the north and that's where it receives water. But here, here you know, both seas do that. But the difference is this, that as the Sea of Galilee has an outlet on the south where water flows from it, the Dead Sea has no such outlet. Water only flows in and it doesn't flow out. Water only pours into the Dead Sea from the Jordan River. The Dead Sea only receives from that feeding source, the Jordan River, but there are no outlets to the Dead Sea. And because of that, it's dead. But the water in the Sea of Galilee is a contrast to what you find in the Dead Sea. The waters of the Sea of Galilee are alive. It's a freshwater sea that is filled with fish. As a matter of fact, several narratives in the New Testament center upon the disciples fishing there in the Dead Sea. They're, they're casting their nets out for a great harvest from, from, from the Sea of Galilee, excuse me. So you've got one sea that is dead, the Dead Sea, and you have one sea that is alive, the Sea of Galilee, yet. The very same water flows into both. The Jordan River feeds them both. So church, how can the same water produce different things? How can the same water produce life in one place and death in the other? I think we know the answer, and it's pretty simple. It's because one of those seas has outlets and the other one doesn't. You see, the Sea of Galilee is always giving out. There's an outflow from the Sea of Galilee. What it receives in then flows out. It's always moving. It's always flowing. It's always releasing. But the Dead Sea only receives, and it never gives. Likewise, church, the person who gives of what it receives, the individual who loves people, the individual who blesses others, that life is like the Sea of Galilee. And because they give, and because they love, and because they invest, and because they live their lives with an open hand instead of with a closed fist, the waters of their life are always fresh. They're always filled with life. But the man or the woman who only takes, the man or the woman who only receive but they never give, that person becomes dead. That person becomes barren. And here's the common denominator today. 
we all have access to the same waters. Whether your life represents the Sea of Galilee or the Dead Sea, we all have access to the same waters. We all have access to the same Spirit. We all have access to the same Bible, the Word of God. We all have access to the very same church services. We have access to the same God, but one on one hand flourishes and the other one perishes. One life is vibrant while the other life is lifeless. You see, it's only, it's not, it's not really about what you have and what you don't have. It's not really about what we have in life. It's not about the size of the bank account and who has, you know, this much money in the bank or who has this number of zeros behind their paycheck each week. That's not really what it's about. At the end of the day, it's not about whether we have little or whether we have much. What matters is, what are we doing with what we do have? Are we living like this? Or are we living like this? Because if you only take, if you're always on the receiving end, then the waters of your life are going to become stagnant. The waters of your life are going to become dead. You will become a sea of death. But here's also what I know tonight, that if you will get to the place where you learn to give, if you will get to the place where you learn to live your life with an open hand, if you'll just make up in your mind, I'm going to be a conduit for the blessings of God. I'm going to be a flow through for the blessings of God. If you can just come to understand that to whom much is given, much is required. If because you are loved, you decide, hey, I've been loved much, so I'm going to love others. I'm going to make a difference like I preached about this past Sunday. Because I've been loved because of the difference that God has made in my life, I'm going to turn around and make a difference in the life of somebody else. Then the waters of your life will become alive. Then the waters of your life will be fruitful and dynamic. Your life will become like the Sea of Galilee. Our text tonight, and if I could get Sister Kristen to come. Our text tonight, Proverbs eleven twenty four. 24. I want to read it again. There is one who scatters, yet increases more. There's one who withholds more than is right, but it leads to poverty. Verse 25, the generous soul will be made rich, and he who, <coughs> excuse me, he who waters will also be watered himself. Jesus instructed the believers in the latter half of Matthew uh, chapter 10, verse number 8. He said, freely you have received. I think if we've got that, if we can put it on the screen. Freely you have received, freely give. Again, Jesus said this in Luke 6, 38, give and it will be given to you. If you hold it back, it, it's not going to be given to you. But if you give, if you make up in your mind, I'm going to be a giver, give and it shall be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together. I love that imagery. Running over will be put into your bosom. 
For with the same measure that you use, it'll be measured back to you. Another version says, with the measure you meet out, it will be meted back to you. So let me remind you, if you're going to make a difference with your life, I mentioned this Sunday, it was one of my main points, but if you're going to make a difference with your life, it's going to cost you something. But that's where the blessing is. I know that doesn't make sense to our human brains. For me to say that if you're going to make a difference, it's going to cost you, but that's where the blessing is. But listen, I know that doesn't make sense to our economy, but I'm not talking about our economy. I'm talking about God's economy. And here's what I know about God's economy. It's that if you give, you will not be able ever to outgive God. And I'm not just talking in a monetary sense, but I'm talking about of your time. I'm talking about of your talents. I'm talking about of yourself to other people. When you give to others, when you give in accordance, in alignment with the cares and the heartbeat of God, it's going to come back to you. You can't outgive God. The Apostle Paul spoke these words in 2 Corinthians 9, beginning at verse number 6. But this I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And he who sows bountifully will reap bountifully. Verse 7. So let each one of us, as he proposes in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity. Here's the beautiful thing right here. God loves a cheerful giver. He wants you to give because you see what happens in his economy. He wants you to give because you know there's a blessing in doing so. He wants you to give because it's his word and the principle of truth. He wants you to give cheerfully. Verse 8, and God is able to make all grace abound towards you. Listen, when God gives back to you, it might not be in your bank account. It might not be in your wallet or your purse, but he's going to give you a whole lot of grace. And I'll tell you, grace is priceless. Does anybody agree with me tonight? Grace is, I'll take some abounding grace. He'll make grace abound to you that you always having sufficiency and all things may have an abundance. I love this. Abounding, abundance for every good work, every good thing you do. As it is written, he has dispersed abroad. He's given to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. Now may he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food supply and multiply the seed that you have sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness. Church, that's God's economy right there. When we sow, he multiplies. We give. He abounds back to us. That is the way of the Lord. And I'll tell you, the ways of the Lord are so much better than our ways. His thoughts are higher, the Bible says, and His ways are better. When we give love, we get love. When we give grace, we get grace. And the Bible says it's going to come back multiplied. It's going to come back increased. Hallelujah. Would you stand with me? 
finally, the writer Luke, I don't believe we're going to sing music team. The writer Luke quotes Jesus at the end of Acts 20 and verse 35 when he said this. It's more blessed to give than to receive. How many of you quote this to your kids at Christmas time? How many of you had this quoted to you as a kid? Yeah. You know what? That's not really a tool to bludgeon somebody into submission with, though. It's a key to blessing. It's a key to God's favor. It's a key to God's economy. Doesn't make sense sometimes to us, but it's more blessed to give. We will be blessed more if we give. We will be blessed more if we live our lives like this than if we live our lives like this. And that's the difference between the Dead Sea and the Sea of Galilee right there. It's more blessed to give than to receive. There's a blessing in giving. There's a blessing in serving. There's a blessing in making a difference in the lives of others. Can somebody say amen? Thanks for joining us today. We hope that you were inspired by today's sermon. Connect with the Life Church through our website, tlcdallas.com, and on Facebook and Instagram at TLC Dallas. Remember, together we can love God, love people, and make a difference. God bless.